In this episode, I want to talk to you about a strategy that you can use to get in and out of stocks without feeling like you're risking your entire account or that you're leaving profit on the table. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the Brown Report Stock Market Report, where it's all about power charts, power trades, power profits. And now your host, stock market trader and coach, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, everybody? Jason Brown here from thebrownreport.com. And in this episode of the Brown Report Stock Market Report, I want to talk to you about a strategy that I feel doesn't get talked about much. And that's how to get in and out of trades without risking your entire account. And when you get out of the trade, not feeling like you left profit on the table. So I want to share with you a strategy for how you can do that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the hurdles that you face as a new trader and how this can really help you overcome that. So new traders mostly face a couple of hurdles when they're entering their first trades. They go in with this mindset that when they get into a trade or when they get out of a trade, there's this mindset that it's like now or never. Like I have to get in all in now or uh, all out now. So it's this all in, all out mentality, this go big or go home mentality. And I'm not sure where people learn this from, but it doesn't have to be like that. And I'm going to show you with the strategy that I'm going to teach in this episode called scaling in and scaling out. Let me ask you, have you found yourself saying some of the things uh, that, you know, hold most people back from getting in their first trade? I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I want you to think whether you're riding in your car or listen to this, walking around your neighborhood in the summertime or uh, on the treadmill. Have you ever said to yourself, uh, I'm scared to place my first trade? I know that's one I see in our Facebook group or sometimes I get by email or on my YouTube channel. Hey, you know, I really want to do this, but I'm scared to place my first trade. Another question or another comment, I should say, that I see uh, as well is I don't have a lot of money and I can't afford to lose it all. So that's just a mindset thing on its own. You're coming in already thinking you're going to lose all your money. Here's another one. I got two more. Another one is I got scared. So maybe you, you bought a position, but while you were in it and, you know, things looked a little hairy or scary, you got scared. So I closed my position. I got scared, Jason Brown. So I just closed my position out. And the last one is. I could have had, I could have made way more money if I held on to it a little longer. That's that that's that greed kicking in, right? I could have I could have made more money off this stock if I held on to it a little longer. The the problem with this mindset or this way of thinking is that you're looking for absolute truths in an industry that's based on theory and probability and statistics. So let me let me let me frame this so we can dive into the process of scaling in and out. When you say I'm scared to place my first trade, Normally, it's tied to, you know, scared to lose your money, scared of making the wrong decision, scared of, you know, doing something wrong, so to speak, whatever wrong is to you. 
And when you say, I don't have a lot of money, I can't afford to lose it all. That's that fear of, you know, as soon as I place this trade, all I have is a thousand bucks and I'm going to lose it all. Or if you actually got over those hurdles and went into a trade and you, you got scared of a stock and you closed out your position, you had you got nervous maybe because you had too much money on the table or too much money in the game. And so it made you nervous if the stock didn't do exactly what you wanted it to do on the day you wanted it to do it. So you shut your position down or you've been in a position and it, it moved higher and you you, you got out because you got scared. You're like, I could have made more money if it went a longer, but I didn't know if it was going to turn back around or sell off. That's another indication that you may have too much money or too many shares inside of a trade that's making you uncomfortable. So here's the strategy that you can use in all four scenarios throughout your trading career. And this strategy is called scaling. It's called scaling in. It's also known as position sizing. So scaling, let's talk about what the you know the definition or the act of it is. Uh, scaling is the act of purchasing shares of stocks or option contracts in rounds based on a total desired state. Now I'm going to break down these desired states for you. So I want you to follow me because this is very this is a very cool tactic and strategy that you can use to keep your sanity and to again get into some stocks or option trades as well as get out of them without feeling like you're leaving profit on the table and when you're getting into it not feeling like you are going to lose your entire account so let's talk about the first desire state which is or the first way that you can use this strategy and that's scaling in using a total desired dollar amount so when you're scaling into a stock what you're essentially telling yourself And let me let me you know, let me make this very clear. What you're telling yourself is I'm I know I may not buy this at the absolute lowest price. And you're also telling yourself when you scale out that, you know, you may not get out of the stock or the trade or the option at the highest possible point. As a trader, you want to be very good at collecting the price in the middle in the middle, not the absolute highest, not the absolute lowest, but somewhere in the middle is where we play and where we make our money. So let's look at the first example when we talk about scaling into a trade using a total desired dollar amount. So in this example, let's just imagine you have $8,000 in your trading account and you 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 want to scale into a trade on stock X, Y, Z. So the way that you would do this instead of investing your whole 8,000, 8,000 may be uh, your total account. So you only want to use maybe you know, 3,500 of your account to trade right now. So you want to you want to leave the other 4,500 off to the side just in case. And you only want to use $3,500 of your money. The way you would scale into a stock using a total desired amount. So in this example, the total desired amount is $3,500, 3,500. What you would do is you would take 1750 so you take half of that 3500 to purchase your first round now your round in this case is a dollar amount so you may be thinking well how many shares can i get for 1750 to 1750 
it depends on what stock you're looking at. But in this scenario, your whole goal is to invest $3,500. And instead of jumping in feet first with the entire 3,500, you're gonna scale into the position, again, going for a total dollar amount, which would be your first lot or shares or options, whatever you're trading, penny stocks, whatever the case may be the first purchase would be half of the 3,500. Does that make sense? So 1,750, you're gonna put half into the game and then you're gonna wait and see if the price increases of the stock, the price increases of the option or decreases to the next level. And then you're gonna use the next dollar amount, which is the other half of that 3,500, which again would be 1,750, the second half, the second lot, then you'd fire it off if the stock falls to a certain area or if it rises to a certain area. Let me talk about the strategy and why. The, the, the strategy here is assuming you believe a stock is going to move higher it's to get into the game. That's the that's the whole point. If you see a stock you like, it's moving how you like, uh, but you, you're having a hard time getting into the trade. You're having a hard time buying that option, buying that stock. What you want to do is put half of your money to work. In this case, we were talking about thirty five hundred dollars. So half of that would be one thousand seven hundred and fifty. You put that half to work. So here's here's what happens. Here's what's important about the strategy. If you get into the stock and the, or get into the trade, I should say, cause you could get into the trade by buying stock or by buying options. If you enter the trade and the stock turns around, it goes against you. So you've already determined, I wanna invest 3,500 of my total 8,000 in my account, but I'm not gonna go all in with 3,000. I'm gonna go in with half, 1750. What happens is you get in the game. So if the stock goes against you, Let's say it falls a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever the case may be. You're like, that's OK, because I only bought half the shares that I wanted to buy. Now that it's fallen to, you know, two or three dollars lower, I still like the stock, still like the company, still like the trade. Now I'm going to fire off the second 1750. So what that allows you to do is you have scaled into the trade. You bought one lot at whatever the price was, and then you bought the second lot. And we're going to I'm going to give you an example so we can do some real numbers. And then you bought the second lot with your second half of your money. All right. Let's put some real numbers to it, because I want you to visualize this and, and really understand the power of this and how it allows you to get into the game. Let's say you bought your first shares at $55, okay? So you bought and I'm not going to I'm not going to jump back and forth and say you're still using the $8,000 account. That was just an example for, so that you can make it real and tangible to you. Now I want to put some numbers to it and make that portion real and tangible to you. So let's say you bought your first shares at $55. So you took that 1750 that $1,750 and you bought it, you bought as many shares as you could at $55. Let's just say the stock could do one of two things. The stock could move down to 53 
you could then fire off that second 1750 and buy as many shares as you can at $53. And that way you'd be in for your total investment, which would be 3,500. And you would own the shares at an average cost of, you know, you take 55 and then you'd add it to 53. Let's say it fell $2, fell to 53. Obviously you divide that by two. So you'd own an average amount of shares at $54. And I'm just using simple math. This depends on how many you can get at 55 and how many you can get at $53. The average of that would be 54. Does that make sense? So you didn't get it at the absolute highest. You didn't get it at the absolute lowest, which was 53. You end up scaling in and you got it at an average price of 54 dollars. Right. So that's the power of scaling in and it could work the in the opposite direction. If you bought the stock at fifty five dollars and then it moved up to 50, let's say it moved up to sixty dollars. OK, you bought it at fifty five. You only bought half and then it moved up to sixty. And then you fired off that second seventeen fifty or one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars and you bought some more shares at sixty. That is OK to do. What I find most traders do is when the stock starts to move up, they say, well, it's too late to buy more shares. I've missed the boat. Well, not really. You bought the stock in the first place because you thought it was going up. Now that it's going up, go ahead and fire off your second lot or your second amount of money to get to your total desired state. So I hope that makes sense with that example. Let's uh, let's talk about the next way that you can scale in, which is using quantitative numbers. So, you know, this 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 is really tactical execution here. This just comes down to simple math, simple numbers. And when you scroll, when you scale in using a quantitative number, for example, let's say you want to own a hundred shares of XYZ stock. Okay, what scaling in at a quantitative number is going to allow you to do is you may say, I am going to buy four lots of 25. uh, I'm going to buy four lots of 25, right? So in this example, your lot is 25. You're going to buy once at 25 at whatever price that is. The next price, you're going to buy another lot at 25. That's whether the stock goes up or down, depending on, you know, how you're still. If it goes down, you have to make sure you're still feeling positive and good about the trade. But if it's going down, you're like, it's okay. It's in a long term or medium term uptrend. But in a short term pullback, you may buy 25 more shares on that pullback. So now you're in with 50 shares. Now, keep in mind, we're still trying to build up to 100. Now, let's say the stock rises you go in and buy another 25 shares. So now you're in at 75. If the stock continues to go up, you'll still buy in another 25 for a grand total of 100 shares. So that's called scaling in using a quantitative number. So the first one we talked about was scaling in using a total, a desired dollar amount. You say, I want to spend no more than $3,500. I'm going to divide it by two. I'm going to spend $1,750 when I buy the first time, $1,750 when I buy the second time. In this example, in this strategy, scaling in using a quantitative number is not so much about how much you're willing to invest in the trade as it is about how many total shares of a certain stock or how many options you want. Does that make sense? 
I know you can't speak back to me, but I'm asking you, does that make sense? Because I want you to think about it. And if it doesn't make sense, you know, we'll talk about continuing this conversation on Facebook or on the blog, leaving me a comment. But it's very, very simple. Scaling in using a quantitative number means I want 100 shares. I've already determined in advance I'm going to buy 30 shares. Then I'm going to I mean 25 shares. I don't know why I keep saying the wrong numbers there, but you're going to scale in using 25 shares. Then you're going to buy another 25 and then you're going to buy another 25. So you're on your third lot. And then you're going to buy a fourth set at 25. I guess I said 30, 30 shares because I was also as I'm recording this, I'm thinking about it doesn't just have to be 30, 25, 25, 25, 25. You could say to yourself, I'm going to buy 33 shares, 33 shares and another 33. And that'll put you at 99. And maybe you just pick up one extra share on that last lot or you pick up one extra share on the first lot or you're not just pigeonholed to 25s and 33s. If you want 100 shares, maybe you just buy 50 shares. And then if the stock continues to go up, you buy another 50, but that allows you to get some skin in the game by buying the first 50 or buying the first 25 or buying the first 33, whatever your number is. This is just a strategy and a way for you to get your foot in the door and get in the game instead of watching on the sidelines, worrying about did I buy at the absolute bottom or did I buy at the absolute top? You go in knowing I'm going to put a second, a third, a fourth layer of capital to work and I'm going to scale into it. And I already know in advance I'm going to pay a little bit more or I'm going to pay a little bit less for the shares that come after my initial purchase. So this is a very, very, very powerful strategy, especially for new people, because you don't have to now go in thinking, well, what if I lose my entire account? Well, that can't technically happen because you've already decided in advance you're only going to put half of your money or a third of your money into the trade and wait and see what happens. And then if it goes higher, you're going to buy some more. Or if you already know in advance, it may pull back a little bit. You're saying, hey, I think I know it's going to pull back a little bit. But in the event it doesn't, I do want to have some skin in the game. That's literally um, uh, uh, how a lot of big companies like 401ks, uh, hedge funds, Fidelity, these big companies who get money every month from their customer base who's contributing through, you know, payroll deductions. They have to put that money to work every month, every day, every quarter. They can't just get the money from your paycheck and say, ah, well, we'll try to figure out when we'll buy some stock for this person's 401k. <laughs> no, they don't say that. They say, hey, this week we're scaling into some Apple. We're scaling into some Pepsi. We're scaling into we got billion dollars we got to put to work. Here's the funds we're going to put them in. Okay, let's start buying these lots. Today, we're going to buy a million dollar lot. Tomorrow, a million dollar lot. Next week, another million until they reach a billion dollars invested. And guess what? Every two weeks, they'll have a new set of money coming in because that's when payroll deductions go in and then they have to scale in again. So this is a strategy you can use as well. You don't have to be a hedge fund and you don't have to be some type of 401k investor. The third and final strategy that you can use is scaling in using time. 
this one's a pretty cool one as well. The time strategy is one that comes in handy when you are particularly building a long-term position or you have a big enough account with money consistently coming in to invest, like I just explained, like the hedge fund or the mutual fund. So this is the act of scaling over time. So the time could be over calendar days, calendar months, or even calendar years. When you see a stock, for example, in a long-term uptrend that you just truly believe in the company or you truly believe in the chart that you're seeing over, you know, three, four, five-year period, you may say throughout this year, I'm going to be accumulating Apple stock. I'm accumulating for an investment. I'm accumulating it for my kids to hold on to. You don't have to go in with $10,000 and buy Apple stock all at once. You can say, hey, I'm going to put $1,000 to work this month. Next month, I'll put another thousand. So every month you would scale in over time buying a thousand dollars worth of Apple stock. So it doesn't matter what price the stock is at. You've already determined you're going to scale in and you're going to put ten thousand dollars in the Apple over time, which means each month you'll buy a thousand dollars worth of stock, which will be a thousand dollar lot. And next month you're going to buy another thousand dollar lot and next month you're going to buy another thousand and you already know that sometimes that price is going to be higher sometimes it's going to be lower and over 10 months you will have an average cost of all the stock that you accumulated over the 10 months which is pretty cool um it's 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 one of the longer term investment strategies especially if you're thinking about buying a stock and holding it for a long time it's a really cool strategy it's also really cool to use if you don't have a lot of money because some people you know let me talk to you about this for a second some people think i have to be rich i have to make a ton of money to get involved with the stock market and sadly they never think about just getting started so for example let's say you can only buy five shares of apple stock google stock whatever stock most people what they do is they say well that's not really gonna do anything for me that's not that much money so i'm not even gonna get started like what are five shares gonna do for me what are 10 what i'm gonna make 50 cents but what they don't see is the power of scaling in over time. Yes, it might be five shares today, but if you do that every month at the end of a year, you'd have 60 shares of Apple or whatever stock uh, that you're investing in. And that's really how your 401k works. That's really how these retirement plans work. They, they, They want you to automatically deduct it out your paycheck so you don't see it, even though it's a small amount, 50 bucks here, 100 bucks there. When you go back and look at your 401k after being with that company for three years, five years, 10 years, you're like, whoa, you know, those little 20s, 50s, $30 I was putting away. Wow, this accumulated to this amount. Plus, as the stocks move up, maybe down, but as they move up, ideally, not only does your account grow because you're putting money into it, it grows because the stocks that you bought in year one have gained value, right? So it's, it's, it's a really, really, really cool strategy. 
So in conclusion, scaling in and out of trades allow you to get in the game. And that's what this is about, getting in the game, getting off the sidelines without you worrying if the stock is going to you know, go to the, can I get it at the absolute bottom? Uh, you come in knowing you may buy some shares at a higher price, you may buy some shares at a lower price, but what's important is that you own some shares or if you're trading options, what's important is that you have some of those options on the stock that you believe is gonna perform how you think it's gonna perform based on either fundamental or technical research that you've already done okay so i hope this has been helpful it's a really cool strategy i'd love to hear if it's something that you're going to use something you're going to try but my goal in sharing the strategy with you is to let you know that it's okay to buy one share two shares five shares just have a game plan for the total amount that you want to uh, buy all together and know that you got three ways you can do it you can scale in using the total dollar amount say five thousand and you're going to spend a thousand five different times you could also scale in using quantitative numbers meaning you're going to buy 100 shares and you're going to buy four lots of 25 shares so 25 this week or this month 25 next month 25 the month after that and then one more time you're going to buy 25 for the total 100 and again you can scale in using time which is kind of what i like to call the 401k retirement slash um you know long-term investment strategy I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a comment, a rating, and a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. It helps other people uh, find the show. It lets Apple know that you enjoy these episodes. And then swing on over to uh, thebrownreport.com on Facebook. And feel free to continue the conversation with me over there. I look forward to speaking with you and seeing how you are going to use this new strategy to get off the fence and get in the game. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Brown Report Stock Market Report. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. For more power stock trading tips, tutorials, and training, visit www.thebrownreport.com.